Hey friend, I'm super excited you're here and I can't wait to dive into our conversation today. But before we do, I want to welcome you to the Ruby Red Lips podcast. I'm Holly Hollowox, your host, and each week my passion is to pursue authentic conversations that women can relate to and are inspired by. From faith to food, house decor to homework, self-care to sex, and everything in between, these bold lips have got a fun and fiery conversation waiting for you. Don't forget that you can follow and join the conversation on Instagram at Holly Hollowox to chat and interact with me on social. I can't wait to meet you there. Now, let's jump in to today's show. Well, hey guys, welcome back. I am very excited because today I have a special guest with me today. I am going to be interviewing my husband, Adam, and you guys will get to hear all about our side of the story and how we met from him because I'm going to be asking him some questions about how we met as well as marriage and all of the things. So we're going to do, I think I have nine questions. Um, Oh, and by the way, we are on episode number 10. So do you feel excited to be here with me on episode number 10? It's a big day. It is a big day. It's whatever. It's a big day for me. This is episode number 10. So um, we're going to get right into it. And I'm going to start with the very first question on how, well, uh, did you want to say anything, by the way? Um, Do you want to introduce yourself? I I suppose we should do that. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Adam. You're really putting me on the spot here today. Um, Yeah, so I'm Holly's husband and I've been drug into doing some questions and answers for her. He was willing. <laughs> he was a willing participant. So he's lying. Anyways, so I'm going to ask you the questions and you answer however you wish. Also, I should just mention that he has not seen any of these questions. So these are his honest answers. Are you ready? Okay. Ready as I'll ever be. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How did we meet? I think the first time I seen you, you were working at Home Hardware, but um, I don't think you'd really classify that as a meeting. <laughs> um, I kind of I remember you running me through the till a few times, and I'd probably stare awkwardly at you. And it was more like a stalker situation. No, it was not. It was kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little. Oh, my gosh. Uh, there, he, he admitted it. No, so... Yeah, I had seen you there a few times, and then I remember we ran into each other at The Wetlander, the only bar in Bonneville. Well, pretty much the only bar in Bonneville. It's closed now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the rest is history, as they say. Mm. Do you remember what I was wearing? Yes, I remember your white pants. They were <laughs> glowing in the, in the uh, bar light. <laughs> In the neon light. In the neon light. Just pants I was wearing. Yeah, I don't remember what kind of shirt you're wearing. Sorry. All I remember is the pants. Just remember the pants. The white pants. How many years have we been married? Can Mm. you you tell me that? A long time. That does not count. Ten years? Nine years? (laughs) An exact number. It's been nine, right? It's been nine. Oh, you got that one right. Is there a test at the end? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know my love language? Oh, I'd like to say yes, but I think the longer we're together, the more I feel that it's constantly changing and it's 
never really just one thing. So it's constantly changing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes uh, it's uh, what's the the gift one? Not I want to say acts of service, but that's not you. You don't care. <laughs> I <laughs> don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, not true. Yeah, you like when I bring you presents and stuff. But um, yeah, I feel like it's always changing. So. It's a good challenge for me. Keeps me on my toes. <laughs> so I don't have one? or um, You've got all of them, I think. I'm all of them. Yeah, you're all of them, depending on the day. I am all of the love languages. That's why. It's very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> What's one thing that I've done in our marriage that's surprised you? I think how far you've come with your cooking skills. Are you surprising. serious? Yeah. Why is that such a <laughs> surprise? I think it's awesome. My cooking skills. Yeah. By the way, you guys, I, I suck at cooking. You do not. Don't say that. You're you're getting to be a really good cook. And when I found you in Calgary, you were half starved because you couldn't feed yourself. <laughs> so That's not a lie. <laughs> That's actually very accurate. <laughs> So my cooking has surprised you the most. Yeah, I no, would have you never guessed it that. So much at, you hated it so much at first. You just detested it completely, and then, and now that you've gotten, you know, pretty good at it, you're. I think you take quite a bit of satisfaction, and, and I guess maybe the canning thing that's really surprising too that you enjoy canning. Did not see that coming. That this was the first year that I have canned anything ever, and I've made jam. Apple butter, salsa, anything else? I think that's it. Very impressive. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's weird actually that I like it that much. You are getting pretty old now. You know, you're over 30. You can, (laughs) we are just going to cut that part out, I think. (laughs) We'll edit it out. What's next? (laughs) What are three things that make a strong marriage? Three things that make a strong marriage. Yeah. What would you say three well, things I think are? There has that... to be a certain amount of compatibility to begin with. I don't think you can like, you know, jam two people together long term that just aren't compatible. Um, and I guess when I say compatibility, just I don't know. It's not even general interests that would need to be the same or similar, but there just has to be a few things that you know you both enjoy and. Um, that's that's core, I think, having somewhat similar interests and finding pleasure and satisfaction in similar things. I find that's important for us anyway. Who knows? I'm sure it's different for everybody else. Um, uh, obviously, you know, sex life is huge, especially for guys. Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess more so for guys, I would think. But maybe that's just my perception. Um, There's a lot of women that like sex. Oh, I know. They might just not openly admit yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's big. I think, you know, if you have a fight and then it's like, you know, you feel really distant from that person, but then, you know, after you're intimate with that person, I feel like on a very basic human level, it solves a lot of problems and instantly can bring you closer and kind of make you forget all the little things that piss you off about that person. <laughs> What would I what? have ever done to upset you? Uh, uh, okay, and then one more? Yeah, that so three things. So compatibility is yeah. one, you would say. Sex is another. Yeah. What's the third thing that make a strong marriage? Oh, I think 
a shared struggle. Well, and with, with children, I think especially that's a struggle and any parent can, can vouch for that. But I think sharing a struggle of some sort, um, you know, can, can definitely bring two people closer together for sure. So struggling in marriage. Well, I don't, I don't think you could, I don't <laughs> want to describe it as a struggling in a marriage, but struggling, you know, to make ends meet, struggling to raise children, struggling with this crazy world we live in, you know, that shared struggle. Um, so facing challenges together? Yeah. Like maybe? You just don't like that word, struggle? No, <laughs> no I, I'm fine with it. I just, I, I don't know. This is how, see, this is how our marriage works. He says one thing and I think something completely different. You get it though. Sharing well, I, struggle, I, you know. Yes, it's a, it's a I guess to I raise wouldn't. Kids it's a struggle to <laughs> to just get by sometimes, and I think sharing that together that's that's a powerful thing to bring people together. Struggle, struggle together, friends. Mm-hmm. How can women best support their husbands in life? Oh my god, that's a loaded question if I ever heard one. Right? Wow. Yeah, that's. I'm not prepared. I don't have my notes for that one. In terms of a marriage, I think you know. The woman is is there in every sense, right? She's there physically. She's there emotionally for her husband. Um, yeah, when when one person has a bad day and needs to be kind of picked up and dusted off, I think you know that's that's something that the significant other should do. And, and of course, it works both ways, you know. And I think the same goes for the woman. Both people should be you know independent and strong adults um that's important it definitely works both ways and I, like i said i think both people should be able to to kind of stand on their own and be be independent be able to operate independently of each other as well i think that's key you know if, if one one person is overly dependent on another i think it makes for a, a poor relationship and compatibility wise it's, it's yeah but ideal. i'm pretty needy no you're not yeah <laughs> <laughs> <You're high maintenance. laughs> I, I am extra. Okay. No, you're, no. I, you're pretty down to earth. Yeah. Uh, okay. So would you say the same on the opposite foot then? How would you best support me then? Like how do, how do men best support their wives? Yeah. I think it's the, you know, the man should be there for her in terms of, you know, same thing. Like if you have a bad day, you help that person through it and, um, yeah, emotional support, um, just talking to the person, being there, listening. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a tough question really. Like it w- I think it would be so dependent on the relationship. I like it when you speak my love language and you like it when I speak your love language and we come together and, and get through the shit, whatever comes at us. <laughs> um, do you... Am I allowed to say shit on here? <laughs> it's okay? already done. Okay. It's fine. But do you think that our we meet the expectation of one another's love language as often as we we should? Because your love language is not the same as mine, right? No. And so I think it's harder to show one another love in the way that we want to be loved. Every relationship, I think, has well, ours definitely has ups and downs, you know, that it's not all sunshine and rainbows and that. Um, we have our good what? days. We have our bad <laughs> days. Um, so yeah, I think you know 
in in the long term and then just the general support of each other yeah but there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days and i feel like i'm much less supportive some days than others you know because work and farming shenanigans and stuff and i'm not i'm not there as much as i should be but um yeah there's peaks and valleys with that mm-hmm. what what is your love language oh. what is your top well what is it your top two physical touch yeah. um acts of service and i don't remember the other one was so those three? are there's five no, no no i know but i mean my your two what are your top two physical touch acts of service and acts um, of service yeah and i guess quality time would be in there somewhere too but i have a hard time with quality time because yeah because that, that's my love language yeah <laughs> and, I, and i have so little time <laughs> unfortunately this is this is why it's a challenge okay what advice would you give to newlyweds (laughs) it's a trap (laughs) adam don't listen to him no i'm joking but seriously it's a trap Uh, well too bad you're in it i know i'm stuck in it now um my best advice to newlyweds um I think there has to be one of you that will not fall asleep when both of you are fighting. There, there has to be, <laughs> there has to be one person that will, will argue till three in the morning with you to like straighten things out. Yeah. And I think that's the, the only real piece of advice I can give anyone to be honest is try not to go to bed angry. You know, if you can make the effort to fix the problem before you go to sleep, you know, Going to bed angry, there's nothing worse. You know, it, it really builds animosity towards that person and you wake up, you know, to a new day and you're still pissed off. So, yeah, don't go to bed angry. Work it out and, you know, make time for your sex life and focus on it because once it once it starts to, uh, and, I'm, and I don't mean that our sex life has gone sideways or slipped away, but there was times, there's, there's there was times when moments. it was, yeah, when it definitely had its lows and I think, it takes work and people I think like to go into, you know, a long-term relationship, whether it be dating or, or marriage and just think that it's going to be this thing that's self-sustaining and this fire is just going to burn bright till we're <laughs> 80 years old. And we're going to die together holding hands and <laughs> it's all bullshit. You know, it, you have to work at it. It's something that takes uh, significant effort to maintain. It's not, uh, it's not self-sustaining. You have to, you definitely have to work at it. So, there yeah. has never been a Don't time be scared to work. You when work we have not gone to bed, like fighting, right? Like we've always, we've always what? gone to bed fighting. We've no, Well, you try, you try to fall asleep and then I wake you up to fight until we're done. And how does that work out for you? <laughs> well, I don't know. We're not divorced. So <laughs> it must work a little bit. <laughs> Uh, Holly needs her beauty rest. If she could sleep like 14 hours a day. I, I'm a cranky bear. I've, oh, yeah. I've expressed this many times. Sleep is necessary. This is the last question. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you? Actually, it's not. It's the last question. It's the last like serious question. Okay. And then we'll get into our rapid fire questions. And um, here we go. Are they yes or no, the rapid fire ones? No, they are not. What do you find to be most challenging about being a father and a husband? You gotta do one. You can't. That's two questions. That that is that is one question. No, that's two questions. How? Because you said. Okay. What's the most challenging about being a father and a husband? Okay. 
Okay. So you just pick one. Okay. What is the most challenging about being a husband? Oh, I was hoping you're going to say father. Can I answer the father one instead? I feel like <laughs> no. we've talked enough about husbandy stuff. You okay? You want to do the father yeah. one? Okay, yeah. Okay. What I'd is like touch on that what is the most challenging thing about being a father? I think just second guessing yourself and your decisions. You know, when you're trying to raise a kid with trying to raise them to be respectful and helpful and decent human beings you know there's a lot of second guessing like well should I have done that should I have not said that and uh, yeah I think I I really struggle with that um with Emmett especially because he's so challenging yeah headstrong (laughs) challenging he's just he's he's intense nothing like his mother yeah um yeah just questioning whether you're making the right calls and that so so that's the most challenging yeah. Yeah. Yep. For me. Oh, that's a good answer. Oh, thanks. I I I like that. I'm satisfied <laughs> with that answer. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to get into our rapid fire questions? Rapid fire. Yeah. Okay. okay. So this is quick. Just off the top of your head, first thing that comes to your mind. <sighs> you ready? I think I think you should have started this session with saying that I have about I'm working on about three hours of sleep today. So. Well, you know what? We just can just a heads up. That that c- can be included. Okay. Yeah, maybe put so that in. why did you only get that much sleep? Oh, because of farming nonsense. <laughs> not the dog. Yeah, not well, partly the dog. The dog woke me up, and then I couldn't fall back asleep, and then I went and did farming stuff at 2 in the morning. How do you think I would function with, like, three hours of sleep? I don't think you would function, no. You would probably just seize up and sit down <laughs> and cry in a corner. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, here we go. What's your big, I'm all, I'm already regretting asking this. I, I really am. What is your biggest pet peeve of mine? Like something that I do that that you, yes. Mm -hmm. Your ability to sleep at any moment, any time and to fall asleep so quickly. (laughs) It's just not fair. It makes me angry. That is that of all the things that I do, that's your biggest yeah, pet peeve. Yeah, you don't really piss me off any other way. No, oh. it's just it's just not fair when you fall asleep that fast. Okay, and I well, I have to lay there till you know one in the morning. Cause <laughs> my mind stops racing, then I can fall asleep. I'm just jealous. That's probably all. It is. Oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm okay with that. What's your favorite book and why? My favorite book? Oh, I just finished it. Um, I think it would be War and Peace. Tolstoy there. Uh, that took you a long time to read. Yeah, like a few years, actually. Mm-hmm. It was really hard to get through. Why was it your favorite? It's just, it's a masterpiece, um, period. I think there's very few, um, well, there's really nothing that I've read that comes close to, I don't know, just the depth of storytelling. Yeah, it's hard to explain. Was it's it a romance? A fascinating book. I don't know. I don't know what you'd really classify it as. It's almost like historical. Um, you know, it talks about um, Napoleon invading Russia and the ensuing chaos and love and romance through periods of war and sacrifice, redemption, all the things. Um, Covers yeah. all of it. Yeah, it does. I highly recommend it. If anyone, if you can, if you can power your way through it, don't give up. Just Maybe just do the audio three, book. four times. No, don't do the audio <laughs> book. That's cheating. It is not it's cheating. It's totally cheating. I, re- I read 
audiobooks all the time. <laughs> What's that? that is an oxymoron. Reading audiobooks. I read audiobooks, yeah. Yeah. I, I listen would be more appropriate. Yeah, but it sounds smarter when you say read. <laughs> Anyways, what is one weird habit that you have? One weird habit that I have. Yeah. Oh. Time to fess up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you have to have a weird habit. Like, do you pick your nose when you're driving? I think everybody picks their nose when you, they're driving. I don't. That's such I don't. Everybody does. <laughs> do you, do you like, you know what? Here is a weird well, one. Yeah, you tell me. No, I, I, I'm asking. No, you're with me all the time. So I, what I, is my weird habit? I don't know what you're, that's why I asked you. It's a rapid fire question. I, I never sleep with underwear on. Is that? You is never that sleep weird? with underwear on? I, Pretty rare. I, I, I think that's kind of just a guy thing in general but you want to go with that sure okay do that we'll go with that we'll we'll give him a a, a pass because you uh had very little sleep Mm. (laughs) i'll be kind (laughs) where do you find inspiration i think through you know my my upbringing and my family and you know seeing what can be accomplished if you put your your effort and your heart and your spirit into it uh, that's inspiring uh, you know just the the wonders of the world that god's created for us is inspiring in itself just the simple fact that we're we're here and alive and being able to experience life and that's that's insp- inspiration inspirational to me i would have thought you would have had a much shorter answer like i thought you would have said like nature i didn't didn't do rapid fire there (laughs) he can't even help it you guys can't even help it it's not like a short answer like nature or art or yes or no questions if that's what you that that no that's not how rapid fire Mm. works anyways what is your definition of authenticity oh my definition why do i keep I think it just helps me roll Process. around in my head. My definition of That's what I do in interviews when I used to work. I would repeat the question back. Did I make them too hard? Yeah, no, that's a that's a tough one. Um, you know, what what is authentic? I think maybe I'm cheating a bit here, but going going back to struggle, I think um, struggling against something, uh, well, especially with yourself, uh, that's a form of authenticity. You know, if there, if it, if if something comes too easily and it and it just and it just happens, I don't know if it's authentic because, you know, anything anything worth having, anything really truly good in this world has to be, I think, worked for and struggled for, and I think having some sort of almost a test, you know, there has to be a test before you get to authenticity if it's. If it doesn't pass the test, that's not authentic, if that makes sense. Hmm. My foggy, very foggy mind today, so <laughs> yeah. I apologize. Do you, do you feel like you're living the most authentic version of yourself? The most authentic version of myself. That's, that's kind of a, an odd statement in itself. I don't know if, if that's a question or a statement, really. Like, I don't think you can be anything but authentic, and if, if – you you being unauthentic is truly who you are then that's you being authentic you know so um but do you think well i think authenticity can sometimes vary in a situation right like 
I don't feel like I am my most authentic version if I'm around people that I uh, that I don't know. And so the way that I react or talk in that particular situation is going to be very different than if I'm around like family or really close friends, okay. right? Yeah, I get that. So my authenticity, it's not that I am not necessarily showing the full version of myself in those situations, but I'm just more cautious, I think, because I don't know these people. And so you're, and, and not everybody is like that. I know some people are just through and through, like it doesn't matter who they're around. They are themselves a hundred percent of the time, but I'm just, my personality is not like that. So I, I wonder if that means that I'm then truly being authentic all the time or if it's just around people that I'm most comfortable with like how how do you think that transfers would you say that I'm then authentic all the time or just some of the time we're, yeah, we're getting off the beaten path yeah, but I kind of like it I guess <laughs> yeah if you're if you if you change your I guess your core behaviors around certain groups of people then but there again, if that's how you react consistently around strangers, then that's your authentic self is acting like that around people you're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's still authentic. I think that's, that's an inescapable truth of being a, a conscious being, uh, like on, on this earth is that you, you have no choice, but to be authentic. You're no matter what you are, you're, that's what you are. You're, you're authentic. If you're a phony, you know, you're, that's your, if your type of authenticity is being phony and fake all the time, then that's your authentic self. And that's, that's inescapable, you know, like if, so how do you think social media plays into that though? Like, do you think that people are still authentic on social? Oh my God. No, I think social media is a curse for the most part. Um, it's it's probably the most. You're gonna offend all my listeners. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not here to make friends. I guess. Uh, it, yeah, social media. It's it's the glorification of, I guess, maybe temporary and hollow successes. You know, like taking a picture of the food that you ordered, or you know, something that you did that's really really minor and you know there 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 is quite like don't get me wrong i'm on instagram and stuff too so um i'm not completely opposed to social media but i think the the glorification of of mundane easily achievable things is all consuming in this day and age that we live in you know you're um, just all about the struggle yeah well that's i I guess that's all it really boils down to Do you think that you can be authentic on social? I don't know if I can actually answer that. I'm sure you could be authentic on social, but are you asking if there is authentic people on social media? You know, there's what, four and a half billion people in the world. So I imagine there's, there's probably some people that are authentic on social media. Um, But it just rings hollow. You know, there's, there's, there's no consequence, you know, like you could be, you could be all up in someone's face, let's say on, uh, on something they posted that you disagree with. But, um, if you were face to face with that person, you know, looking them in the eyes, you would, you'd never say 
those things that you posted. So I think it's a, it's a very hollow form of, I guess, communication. You know, you, you are exchanging ideas with someone and there's no real consequence for the things that you say or do on social media. So I think it's, yeah, it's just, it's a hollow, it's a hollow thing. And I think, it, yeah, it's hard to be authentic on, on a platform like that where there is no consequences for your actions. Hmm. But you still use it. Yeah. <laughs> I like Instagram. There's lots of fun pictures. <laughs> it's all about, all about the visual, right? Yeah. 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 Very visual. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the show today and chatting with me. Was it fun? Did you it like was. it? Actually, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, I was pretty nervous at the beginning, and now I relax some. And you you had to my, be my, all macho. My, you my, felt like you couldn't say that you were nervous. You told me you weren't. I didn't say that. He totally <laughs> said that. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome. My pleasure. Yeah. I hope you had fun. I'm glad to have you on, and maybe we'll do another round of this some other time. We'll talk about sex next time. Would you enjoy that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. Why not? All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning in again this week. I love that you guys came back and listened to the conversation with Adam today. And if you have any questions or comments that you would like to ask him, you can drop them in my DMs on Instagram. Oh, relax. (laughs) It'll be fine. Nobody's going to ask questions. They might. But thank you so much for tuning in again this week. And I cannot wait to be back again next week. Until then, take care. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. All right, girlfriend, before you go, I just want to thank you for listening and tuning in each week. I love creating these episodes for you and encourage you to share them with your friends and family through all your social networks. Hey, just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast so that you know when new episodes are released and you never miss a show. And don't forget to leave a review. Reviews help us to reach and encourage more women across the globe and in communities just like yours. Plus, it's kind of like sending me a virtual kiss when I hear that you've enjoyed the conversation. I truly love our time together and can't wait to be back next week. But until then, kiss with kindness, speak with a smile, and rock the red.